Nexus Church is all about cultivating an authentic Christian community where old and young alike journey with Jesus and are transformed by the gospel. May we be challenged and inspired by the power of His Word. Thank you very much for, for having me, Pastor Nathan and the whole team. And it's a privilege to be uh, with you tonight. And uh, why don't we, we pray right now as we come around the Word Awesome time of worship, by the way. Thank you for leading us in. Can we give it up for our worship team tonight? We appreciate people that serve us by leading us into the presence of God. But come on, let's pray. We're not stepping out of the presence of God as we come around the Word. Amen. We're going to continue to encounter Him as we, as we partake of the Word. So come on, let's just put our attention on the Holy Spirit right now. And thank You, Lord, for what You've already done in our hearts as we've been worshipping You, as we've been loving on You. And we do love You tonight. We do honour You. We honour You in this place. We honour Your presence and we believe Your Word that when we gather together in the Name of Jesus, that You are present amongst us. But Lord, we wanna be aware of You. I don't want You to just be here and for me to not be aware. I wanna be totally aware of Your presence. And so I ask for every person here as we come around Your Word, Lord, we open up our hearts and would You make us aware? Would You cause our spiritual sensitivity to awaken right now so that we're ready to receive what it is that You're wanting to say to us tonight? We just invite You to speak to us, Lord. We wanna be changed from glory to glory. We wanna be transformed by the renewing of our mind according to the way that You think and the way that You do things, Lord. So we invite you to do that tonight in Jesus' Name. If you believe that, would you say Amen? Amen. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, you can grab your seats. It's, um, it's good to be with you. And um, oh, that slow fade, it was beautiful. I, I appreciated it. I'm, I'm, one of our, uh, one of, I'm one of our drummers back home at church at Planet Shakers, so um, I love being, being part of a worship team. Anytime I have the opportunity to stand here, I just count myself as part of the worship team. So get ready, because anything could happen. Um, but my, myself and my wife, Susanna, we've been the youth pastors at Planet Shakers for eight years now. So we're like old veterans, you know, in the youth ministry world. Yeah, no, that's like about 10 generations worth of teenagers. Not really, but uh, we've been there for a while. We absolutely love what God is doing. And Planet Shakers is an incredible church in Melbourne. Uh, take a moment to honour my senior pastors, Pastor Russell and Sam Evans, who are just incredible people. And um, my life was really, really transformed by Planet Shakers youth conferences. Um, you know, years ago as a teenager, I used to go across, I grew up in Tassie, so um, just another reason to steer clear of me tonight. But um, I grew up in Tassie and we used to go across to this conference in, when it was in Adelaide. We'd go across on the, on the boat and then get on a bus and drive overnight to get to this conference. Uh, but I remember, you know, one year we took about 120 young people across there. And on the way back on the boat, we were so on fire for God as teenagers. And we started this prayer meeting in this cabin in the boat. And our youth pastor came along and said, you need to take this out onto the deck of the boat. Don't keep it confined to the cabin. So we did. And then, you know, all of these young people are like, we're going to start praying for everybody else. And so we had 12, 13, 14 year olds just going up to random strangers on this boat saying, hey, God is speaking to me about, do you mind if I pray for you? We saw healings happening on the deck of this boat. People were giving away their Bibles. Security were called because someone was on the floor and they said, whatever you've done to them, can you undo it? And we said, we're not sure, but uh, 
Something happened at this conference that transformed my life, but really injected something into us as this little youth ministry in Tassie. And now I've got the, the opportunity to serve in this church that really, really changed my life. So I'm so grateful for that. Uh, but tonight, I want to, you know, as I was praying for this, and I, and I just thought, man, well, I don't, I don't call God man, but God, um, what, what is it that you want to do tonight? And, and I felt this, this phrase, I was reminded actually of this conversation, I suppose, between God and myself earlier this year. We started running our, uh, a youth conference now out of Planet Shakers called Planet Boom. And we ran our, our Planet Boom, which is the name of our youth ministry, but this conference back in, uh, in April between Melbourne lockdowns. We've had about 6,007 uh, lockdowns now. So between, not really, but five, you know, it's getting up there. Between lockdowns and restrictions, by the way, you're doing so well worshipping through your masks. I know that can be a challenge, but brilliant job singing. And um, anyways, between these restrictions, we were able to do this youth conference. And in the lead up to this youth conference, I was praying. And I was saying, Lord, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to do in teenagers and young people? And, and I, I suppose I was just praying, God, I want to I partner with you. Whatever my Father is wanting to do, Holy Spirit, I need you to make me aware of it. Not because you need my permission, but because I want to be involved. You, you know what I mean? I know that you're going to do whatever you want to do, but don't count me out. I want to be in on what you're doing, God. And so I started praying, God, what, can I partner with you? And then this thought dropped into my mind, yeah, but what kind of person are you to partner with? How easy is it for me to partner with you? And I got this, I suppose, idea, analogy of teaming up with God. So I want to talk to you tonight on, on, on the, the topic, I suppose, if it had a title, The A-Team. Because you plus God is always the A-Team. You and God partnering together. Now, I know that might seem like a casual way to talk about the relationship between God partnering with man, but the truth is He wants to team up with you. He wants to partner up with you. And that is not an exclusive thing, even as we were just hearing about the holiness of God. But in His holiness, He doesn't hold, he doesn't hold us at a distance. He invites us to partner with Him, which is incredibly good news. So I want to show you tonight that this is not an exclusivity thing, that God only wants to partner with certain people with certain titles before their name. He only wants to partner with certain people who stand on pulpits. He only wants to you know, partner with certain people who've been a Christian for a certain amount of time or have a lovely singing voice, by the way. No, this is for every single one of us that God wants to team up with us. Amen? The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Maybe if it helps us understand it, we could also think about it the other way around. All children of God can be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. We are His children and this life that He invites us into is a spirit led life. It's not weird. It's not wacky. It's not for overexpressive people that you try and avoid. <laughs> no, just in Melbourne, maybe. This Spirit-led life is the life that God invites every single one of us into. The A-team. There's something about watching a great team, isn't there? Did the Broncos win yet? Do we know? Okay, so don't worry about that. Uh, I watched, I don't understand that game at all. But I watched Origin on Wednesday night. Is that what it's called? 
Yeah, it was a good game. It was the only game I was allowed to watch because we won. We, you know, I've adopted myself. Uh, all I knew is there were scary hits. People were being hurt and I didn't understand that. It's fantastic. I, I'm, you know, Melbourne, so uh, real football. Uh, soccer, I hear you. Uh, Aussie rules, you know, football, we kick it with our feet. Anyways, I'm just kidding. But there's something about watching a great team. You know what it is? It's like synergy. It's cooperation that is almost unspoken. Do you know, you know when you watch a great sporting team and it's like, uh, it's like they are running rings around the opposition and you will almost be fooled into thinking that there is twice as many as, as the other team. Do you know what I mean? Because they're working together so well. Their teamwork is incredible and, and, and there's a flow about it. They're reading each other. They know the body language. They know the play without having to say anything. And it's a joy to watch. In fact, it makes it seem like it's really, really easy to do. And you don't realise that there's a heck of a lot of hard work that's gone into that. But now they're flowing as a team. I love watching that. You know, and it's not just in sport, I, as I mentioned before, but I have the privilege of being part of a, an A team, the great team, our worship team back home. It's incredible. I love being part of that same team. And I'm, I'm a, a drummer, so I'm usually, yeah, exactly, boxed in back there in a little cage that they keep us in. They let us out every now and again, but... I love that our, one of our worship leaders, as he's, as he's playing guitar, he only needs to put his head back a little bit and, and probably the congregation wouldn't notice, but I know exactly what it means. Why? Because we're a great team. He doesn't need to say anything. Another one of our worship leaders, and, and, and she's, you know, she's waving her hands around. She's very expressive. And so, but, but, but the difference between this wave and this wave, you know what I mean? It was about a foot different, but I knew the difference because we're a great team. And I love it. And every now and again, even though she's not a drummer and she doesn't know what it is that I need to do to express what she's feeling in her spirit in that moment. But every now and again, in fact, just all the time because we're that good. We get it so right. And she turns around and gives us two thumbs up. And she tells us later, I don't know how to play what you were playing, but you were playing what I was feeling. And you were the extension of what God was doing in my heart in that moment. And I just go, I am such a good drummer. No, I think we are such a good team. Not because every single one of us are professional musicians. In fact, I don't, you know, on, on our stage, I don't know how it works here, but none of us are paid to be musicians on that stage. We're just a part of the team. But something is, it, it happens when I bring my gift and somebody else brings their gift and we're able to accomplish more through all coming together and cooperating in synergy, right? It's a great team. I love it when the Holy Spirit is involved in that. It's not just about my gift and their gift and their gift. And, and when the Holy Spirit is involved, we don't just benefit ourselves, but the whole congregation is moved and led in together. That's what happens with a great team. If you're not part of a, a team in this church, I want to take the opportunity. Uh, they haven't even asked me to say this, <laughs> but I'm just taking the opportunity. Get a part of a team. There's incredible teams in this church. and We need your gift. Everybody's got a role to play. That's what I love about the house of God. God has something for every single one of us to contribute and to do. But the ultimate team is not just us together, although that's incredible. It works because really the team that this whole thing is built upon is you and God partnering together. As I partner with God on the drums and as a, a guitarist partners with God over here and as a keyboard player partners with God over there, we're not just like a sport team on the field. No, there's a supernatural ability that's involved there. We get to partner up with God Himself. 
to team up with God to see something supernatural happen. That's not just about being a musician or being a creative person or anything like that. I want to encourage you today that no matter what you walk into this week, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in. No matter what you are going to face on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in that. And He wants to partner with you to do what? To stand on this stage? No, not necessarily, but maybe, I don't know. He wants to partner with you to bring about the will of your Father into your reality. The Kingdom of God, the Kingdom of Heaven to earth. What an exciting thing to be a part of. Amen? You know, it's the life that Jesus lived. And we're His disciples. And I I feel that right now around the world, it's a good time to remind people wherever I go that looking at Jesus' life is not just a good example. We're His disciples and we model everything in our lives off His experience in life, right? Because we're His disciples. wasn't just a good teacher. You might think, yeah, that's obvious. But I think right now is a good time to remind the, the Christians all around the world about that. We're disciples of Jesus Christ. His reality is my reality. Amen. Let's look about how Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Son of God, 100% man, 100% God, how He subjected Himself to being dependent upon the Holy Spirit, even as the Son of God, to help us, to, to illustrate to us, really, and to be an example to us of what it is as people of God to also partner with the Spirit of God. John 1, chapter 32, No, John chapter 1, verse 32 to 34. Then John testified and said, I saw the Holy Spirit, excuse me, descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify he is the chosen one of God. We can see from this scripture that the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus and remained and rested on Jesus. The Son of God, and yet even He had the Holy Spirit come upon Him. Now, we can see then in Luke chapter 4 verse 1, it says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So we can see from that scripture, Jesus, the Son of God, full of the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit came upon him, rested upon him. He was full of the Holy Spirit and he was led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. John chapter 5, verse 19 to 20 says, Jesus explained, I tell you the truth or very truly. I'll I'll read from that one so we can all read. Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. Just just pause on that for a moment and think about the ramifications of that statement. The Son, there's a capital S on Son. Remember who He is. And yet He says, the Son, me, aka me, Jesus, remember me, can do nothing by Himself. He can do only what He sees His Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does for the father loves the son and shows him all he does yes and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed in other words you ain't seen nothing yet what about that statement the father loves the son and shows him all he does how did Jesus I mean Jesus everywhere he went he knew what was happening he knew what to do 
He had the answers. He had the solutions. He had the keys. He spit in, in mud and, and healed somebody. He would speak to something else, uh, speak to someone else and see them healed. He would touch somebody else and see them healed. He always had the answer. How was he constantly aware of what the Father was doing? Did he have a telescope into heaven? I don't think that's how it works, by the way, but just in case that's what you think. I think he was partnering with his Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit was making him aware as a son of man of what the Father was doing, saying all about, so that he could carry that out in his time on earth. So he could demonstrate to us that, you know what, this is how I live and I'm inviting you into it as well. We hear from the Holy Spirit, we're led by the Holy Spirit so that we're able to bring about what your Father is wanting to do. Amen? It's the life that Jesus lived and it's the life that he invites us into as well. John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. You going okay so far? Fantastic. I appreciate that. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. I just realized I have no idea what time I started. Okay, that's fantastic. Thank you. You just give me a, those ones and I, I will pay attention. I, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you who will be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. The advocate. I love this passage. In fact, it's probably one of my all-time favorite passages because I love when Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit because it's so personal. He's not talking about a stranger. He's not talking about a thing. He's talking about a someone, and it's so personal. He says, hey, I'm, I'm going to leave you. In fact, in, in another passage, he says, it's better that I do leave you. Because if I don't, the Father won't send this advocate who is just like me. Now, this translation we read, it says advocate. But the Greek word there, paraclete, I don't know if that's how you say it. That's how I say it, paraclete. It's like a little bird, paraclete. Not really. It's just how it sounds to me. But one who stands by. One who is standing by. I love that description of the Holy Spirit. What an amazing term for Jesus to use. So personal. I'm going to leave, but I'm going to leave you another one who will never leave you. And he is one who is constantly, forever, no matter what, standing by. I'm so sorry to wake you up. Standing by. Think about that in relation to your life. The Holy Spirit. One who is standing by tomorrow. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, in and out of lockdowns. He is one who is standing by. He will never leave you. He will not forsake you. He is one who's standing by. And when I don't have the answers, he's standing by. And when I don't know what to do, he's standing by. And when I'm faced with a challenge, he's standing by. I love the Holy Spirit. I love his presence in my life. I love to learn how to rely upon the one who's standing by. He wants to team up with you. He wants to partner with you. But we've got to become aware of his presence in our lives, right? Not just here in church. I don't switch on my awareness when I'm standing in that row and then switch it off again in the door when, when I walk through and go back to the rest of my life. No, the real magic, not magic, but the real amazingness happens the rest of the week as I live aware of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Not just in these rows at church, but when I'm at work. When I'm at school, when I'm at university, when I'm facing a challenge in my family, the one who is standing by is still standing by and wants to make me aware if I'm one who's ready to partner with. He wants to make me aware 
of what the Father's wanting to do. So, what kind of person are you to partner with? This is the question I think the Holy Spirit, the standby, was asking me earlier this year as I was praying for this conference. Kept going over and over in my heart, Andy, are you easy for me to partner with? I began to think about my own uh, pastor, Pastor Russell, and I thought to myself, God, you just seem to love partnering with him. You always seem to use him for all of this stuff. It mu- he must be an easy person to partner with. You, you seem to love to choose these particular people. Are they the most important ones? Are they the ones, is this exclusive to them? Or is there certain things that they've learned to do or learned to be that makes them easy to partner with? I began to think about what makes people difficult to partner with in life. There are lots of difficult people in the world, have you noticed? Don't look along the aisle right now, but you know there are some. They're not here. They're obviously elsewhere. But it's difficult people. Life is full of difficult people. People that just don't want to get along and just don't, they're hard to do anything with, right? People who are difficult to partner with, you know, there's probably a long list of things that makes them difficult. But I began to think about a few things. Number one is that they often have their own agenda, do you know what I mean? They often have their own thing going on when you're supposed to be a team, but you don't really trust that they're carrying the vision of the team because they've got their own thing going on. Do you know what I mean? You know, they're a ball hog is what they are. You're not going to pass to them any longer because as soon as you give them the ball, you never get it back again because they're all only about themselves scoring, not about the vision of the team. They're not a great team player. When you carry your own agenda, you're difficult to partner with because you're difficult to trust. When you're in a, like a business type relationship, imagine two people going into business together, but one of them isn't really confident that the other one is in it for the same reasons that they're in it. And so after a while, they begin to think that, I think you've got your own agenda in this. I think we're going to end up going in two different directions. What about with partnering with the Holy Spirit? When he is whispering to us and saying, I want to partner with you. I want to team up with you. But while he's doing that, you know, in our heart is still this thing of saying, well, yeah, but I want to do it this way. Yeah, but that's not really comfortable for me. Or that's a bit too challenging for me. Or I don't know if I want to do it that way. Sometimes we carry our own agenda. And for us to be easy to partner with, we've got to surrender that agenda And say, Holy Spirit, I want to be about my father's business. Isn't this what Jesus said? Didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? Whatever he's doing, I'm doing. Whatever he's saying, I'm saying. Whatever he's about, I'm about. If it's uncomfortable, that's all right. If it's challenging, that's all right. If it's it's a different way from the way that I thought we were going to go, that's okay. I'm about my father's business. I felt so challenged by that at the beginning of this year to lay down my own ideas, to lay down my own vision of how things were to be, to to lay down my own comfort again and say, Holy Spirit, I just want to be your vessel. I just want to partner with you. I, I want to be empty of my own agenda so that I can be filled with the agenda of heaven. Amen. Other difficult people. It's good to just, you know, list some difficulties in church. This is like airing my grievances, you know. Other difficult people I've faced in life, often they're inflexible. I'm not talking about, you know, like stretching. I mean inflexible like the only word they seem to know is no. You know, and you're like, well, how about, like have you ever tried to edit an order on a menu and it's a no? Can, we, can I get that but without cheese? No. Well, I can. You could just take the cheese off. No. Well, it'd be less hassle for you. Just don't put the cheese on. You know, like just remove it before it's even there. It'd be easier. No. 
It's in, inflexible, man. Like, I had a great story. A friend of mine, he wanted a caramel sundae from McDonald's. I know that's sinful, but you know. A caramel. He wanted caramel on the bottom and then a little bit on top as well. Ordering, ordering it in, in, a, in another nation back when we could travel. And he was saying, can I, listen, can I have a bit? And, and the answer was, cannot. Well, you can't you just put a bit extra on top. Cannot. And then so he started to get creative. Okay, can I order two Sundays, but then take the caramel from that one and put it on that one? Mm, cannot. I'll pay you twice. I'll pay you twice as much, but just give me more caramel. Still cannot. So in the end, he said, you know what? I'm going to order two. And as you're watching, I'm going to take the caramel from this one and put it. And she still said, mm, cannot. <laughs> well, I can and I will. I'll show you it can be done. Sometimes we can be so inflexible and we're stuck in our boxes, aren't we? Maybe it's not about caramel sauce, but maybe it is about our time. I, can't, cannot, I can't fit that in. Or maybe it's about our, our gifts and abilities. Oh, cannot, I, I, don't, I don't have that ability. Or I don't think that I'm able to do that. But the Holy Spirit's prompting us. But we're still stuck in that box, aren't we, sometimes? Or maybe it's about giving it. And maybe it's about blessing somebody. Maybe it's pray, reaching out to somebody, blessing our community. But sometimes we're so stuck in this inflexible box of, but this is the type of personality I am. And this is the type of gifting that I have. And this is the role that I play in this season of my life. And what if the Holy Spirit wants to mess it up? How flexible are we? You know, how pliable are we? How moldable are we? Because if I, to be honest, my testimony, not so much of salvation, but of everything I've got to be a part of, I reckon I qualify for about 1% of it. I'm not talking about whether I studied enough. I'm talking about I reckon I had the right gifting like 1% of the time. 99% of the time I had the right response. The right response was a yes. God, if you say that I can, then yes. And I found that he's quite able and quite capable of giving the right gifting for the right moment if there's the right attitude in our heart. Let's not be inflexible. Inflexible people are difficult to partner with. Distracted people are difficult to partner with. Have you, not, have you ever tried to have a conversation with someone while they're looking at their phone? I'm not talking about FaceTime. I'm talking about FaceTime. And but they're doing this, um, yeah. And you can see them scrolling. And you're like, I don't think you're taking this in. And then after a bit, you just stop talking for a while. And after about two minutes, they go, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Put the phone down. Let's have a conversation. We can be so distracted. We can have so many, th- we can have six different news channels on trying to find out what have I got to do tomorrow? What's going to happen in the world? We can try and find out all of these things and we can crowd out the voice of the Holy Spirit so easily and so quickly. Let's not tick the boxes, prayed, worshipped, next. I love what Dr. Yongi Cho says. He says, I pray long enough for the ice in my heart to melt. It's not that I'm praying until I've got this answer. No, I'm praying until I know something in me has shifted in the presence of God. I'm praying long enough that I've allowed the distractions to leave and now there's a place where the Holy Spirit can speak. Come on. Partner with the Holy Spirit. But how easy are we to partner with? Well, it's not like we need to qualify for all these things. But sometimes if we make a little bit of room, if we get flexible enough, (laughs) we say, Lord, I'm just ready. You know, a couple of, um, maybe as, as the team come, and then I'll just go for another hour. No, not really. You can, you can come back. I was just thinking about, okay, a couple of times in my life, this is how I want to live every single day. 
And sometimes, you know, one of those gifts, I'm a drummer. I don't understand music, to be honest, because drumming's not music. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> I didn't understand the rest of music. I just knew how to play drums my whole life. I, I, I moved to Planet Shakers Church. I was part of this ministry. And, and, and then I started getting these ideas for these songs. As I'd be in the presence of God, I'd get these ideas. Lord, I don't know how to do that. But I couldn't get away from these ideas. So I, all I could say is, okay, yes. Yes, Lord, what can I do? How can I be involved in that? There was a leader's discipleship that I was part of and our, our pastor was talking about the prophetic. Talking about moving in the prophetic. And at the end he said, you know, now we've been talking about it long enough. Let's put this into practice. As, as response time, I want us right now to get ready to receive something from God prophetically. And so we all readied ourselves. We got our spiritual pose on. You know what I mean? We all went, mm, yes, Lord. Whatever it is that we did. And you know, the moment that I did, everybody else I'm sure was hearing, thus saith the Lord, like some serious, amazing spiritual thing. And you know what? I, I just quieten my spirit. And what I hear is this. Down, 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 down. It's like a game show. I'm like, who is that? No, 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 no. I'm trying to hear from the Holy Spirit. Shh. Down, 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 down. I began to realize, okay, maybe what you want to give me right now is a song idea and a melody that I've never heard before. So I began to tune in a little bit more, and some words came to me. And then I began to tune in a little bit more. I'm not even joking. I'm not trying to tell you I'm a great songwriter, but in three minutes, I had this song called Prophesy that we've sung in our church so often and ended up on one of our albums. In three minutes, the Holy Spirit went, here you go. And I went up the back of this little discipleship with my phone memo thing going like, Thus saith the Lord. But the same Holy Spirit who wants to partner me with, with me for creative ideas is the same Holy Spirit that wants to help me raise my daughter. We've got a one and a half year old. She's beautiful. Her name's L. And uh, like, not just the letter, E-L-L-E um, is her name. And and a, a couple of months ago, both me and my wife work for church. And so on Tuesdays, we're there together and someone is looking after her in the play center that's part of our church building. And it was a really stressful day. I'd been in some meetings and, uh, you know, our young people don't understand. They think my job is having coffee. Well, it's not, okay? It's a busy job. It had been a stressful day. And I, so Susanna had our daughter she was holding her we're pushing the pram and I was I was running down to catch up to them and had, let's get in the car let's race home let's beat this Melbourne traffic because I'm I'm stressed out and I missed the fact that my daughter was saying dad 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 da, trying to get my attention straight past her I'm too much in a hurry to pay attention to you come on let's go well I don't know what happened to her it's demonic probably but she was a brat for the rest of the night she was honestly she is a very sweet kid but not that night like it was like what on earth is wrong with you Susanna what have you done who was looking after her today she's a great sleeper I'm not bragging but she is she's a great sleeper but not that night she kept waking up finally at 10 30 we were like I don't know what to do with this kid she's just screaming she did not want anything to do with me so I'm like, I'm a confrontational kind of guy. I'm like, bring it on. Let's do this. If you don't want any of me, I'm going to hold you. Come here. And I'm like, be comforted, child. You know, and she's trying to get away. And I'm like, my flex is getting strong. I'm like, be comforted. Be peaceful. Stop crying. It's not working. 
finally we're like, man, I don't know, we put some worship on. We know enough to say, come on, let's pray together as a family. So we invite the Holy Spirit. We say, Lord, we need a partner. With, we need a key from you here. Because our natural wisdom isn't getting us anywhere. Just a little moment, not a big deal, not life-changing. Holy Spirit, would you help? And immediately I feel the thought, Andy, you're the problem. No, that wouldn't be the Lord. It's terrible. Like, that's, no. I kept getting, Andy, you're the problem. So I think, yes, you're right. I'm a man of God though, so I shall pray. And I said, Lord, we're sorry. Elle is such a brat. And Lord, would you forgive her? No, nah, she doesn't want anything to do with me. Worship playing in the background. It's as pretty as this is, but she's screaming. Finally, I feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Okay, you know what, Elle? Dad's going to say sorry to God. And then Elle is too. I know you can't say sorry, so I'll help you. At that stage, she couldn't speak. All she knew was Dad and Mama. She can't say much, but she can feel things. So I said, Elle, right now, Dad is saying sorry to God for letting stress into my heart today. Sorry for letting anxiety and fear into my heart. I'm sorry that that affected the atmosphere in my family. Sorry that that ended up hurting my daughter. So dad says, sorry. Now, Elle, you're going to say sorry for being hurt and allowing that into your heart. And we're going to forgive each other right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm not exaggerating. I promise you I'm in the house of God before the people of God. But literally in that moment, she went from arching her back, get away from me to gave me a kiss on the cheek and lifted her hands in worship. I'm not joking. Worship's playing. She went like this. And we went, let's put her to bed. And she went to sleep. The same Holy Spirit who says, here's a creative idea, says, hey, let me help you with your daughter. Says, hey, before you make that business decision, I'd love to partner with you and speak to you. Says, hey, hey, as you're walking into this and the whole world's going crazy, I want to give you peace, but I want to partner with you. And He's here right now. Why don't we stand to our feet? Just be- before we finish, and sorry, I've got to, I just finally discovered the, the clock that I couldn't see before. I don't know what was wrong with me, but there it is. And now I've realized I've gone two minutes over. I apologize. <laughs> but come on, let's respond to the Holy Spirit right now. Why don't we close our eyes and just make ourselves aware of Him? So how easy are you to partner with? Is there some inflexibility? Is there your own agenda that you're holding on to? Is there some distraction? Maybe something else that I didn't mention, but you just know it's getting in the way. Maybe it is sin. Maybe it's just humanity. I don't know. But it's getting in the way. Well, it's a pretty simple conversation between me and my one-year-old daughter. Hey, Dad is sorry. Elle, sorry. Let's get it out of the way so that we can then receive. Why don't we just start there? Sometimes if it's simple enough for a one-year-old, it's simple enough for us for the rest of our lives. If there's something that you feel like is getting in the way of you partnering with God, would you just lift your hands right now? Come on, let's just get real and vulnerable before God. Just lift your hands. Let's just start there. Would you just say after me, say, God, I'm sorry. Whatever it is, I lay it down. I surrender. My agenda my inflexibility, my distraction, my sin. I give it to you now. In Jesus' name. And now, come on, why don't we all just lift our hands to Him and just get ready to receive. He's so good. He makes things so simple, by the way. The world makes things confusing. Religion makes things confusing. But He's the Spirit of truth.
He doesn't lead us into confusion. He often just simplifies it. And right now, Holy Spirit, I ask, would you speak to each and every one of us? Lord, would you show us how you want to partner with us this week? I believe that right now, God is giving some people some strategy for some things that you're facing right now. God is renewing vision and faith and courage. And God is stirring your heart again. I believe that there are some people here believing for family members to come to know Jesus. Believing, Maybe you're, uh, there's some reconciliation that needs to happen in the family. And you feel like you've done everything that you know how to do. And yet in the presence of God right now, the Holy Spirit wants to give you a key. Come Holy Spirit, speak to us. Maybe we're facing a business situation. The Holy Spirit wants to give you a key for that. Maybe there's a university student here and you're struggling in your studies and you say, I don't know what else to do. The same Holy Spirit wants to give you a key right now. He wants to partner with you for what's going on in your world. We hope this message encouraged or perhaps even challenged you in your Christian faith. Our pastors meet regularly with people to pray and support them, and we extend this invitation to you. Please let us know if we can contact you to offer support. Simply call the office or visit nexuschurch.com.au.